0: Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Well, we've uh,
1: got it on a Sunday again. We, we tried so so hard for so long to do Saturdays and uh, get the word out to everybody ahead of time. But life gets in the way and a busy season, so here we are. Um, but appreciate you jumping on with me today and let's see what we got oh, love- to uh, go through here. Um so, looking first at uh, where we've uh, come from here and where we're sitting on the spy, um, you can see that we did have a a daily gap um, back in the middle of November, and um, we haven't even made an attempt to to fill that. So that might come sometime way in the future. We always say that uh, you know at, at some point in time, gaps get filled. We almost say it this way: all gaps get filled, but um, it doesn't mean they have to be filled right away. So uh, this gap and has continued to sort of grind higher, um, and um, you know, markets have had that ambition to uh, put in a new high for the year, and uh, they certainly are doing that. So um, let's look at the cues. Queues. Cues uh, queues had already spiked a bit earlier uh and uh, pulled back and then um starting to move again so we saw thursday and friday we saw a little bit more mega caps kicking back in and the uh, diamonds there had a a really brief burst of super strength uh, compared to the under other indices and then uh, they've kind of stabilized and and moved sideways now but still a good uh, good showing from the Dow uh, ETF there. And IWM, you know, it's been quite volatile and uh, got a little bit of gain out of it on Friday there, uh, but for the week, um, still, still, you know, sideways to a large extent. Uh, sector performance was for Friday and for the week. On Friday, we saw energy. Isn't that funny? Like, you know, it seems every 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 so often you get that one day, and it's often on a Friday where all of a sudden energy decides to pop up. It could have, it could be the weekend effect, right? Like you know, expecting you know suddenly a, a more serious hot war to break out or something. Uh, all of a sudden, energy just peaks its uh, head up on a on a Friday. Um, but technology uh, was number two, financials number three. Um, the consumer defensive was down at the bottom, but for the week here, communication services uh, did the best. That was pretty much from from Google when they announced their Gemini, yeah. uh, AI thing. It really popped it up and uh, it's it like helped. A five percent pop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that uh, boosted uh, communication services for the week, and 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 Meta you know finished up okay as well. So. Um, technology came in second and energy was down the most for the week pretty pretty significantly and basic materials just because the u.s dollar strengthened a little bit and uh, that put some pressure on basic materials and gold you saw that uh, fall off we'll take a look at that chart a little bit later here and consumer defensive as well so really largely a risk on week as it has been pretty much all year a risk on year if you analyze uh, even the performance of our risk-on versus risk-off lists, the risk-on lists uh, have generally uh, been doing a lot better than the the risk-off list. And not every week, of course. Uh, sometimes you get it, you know, when markets roll over a little bit, the defensive list pops up and outperforms the risk-on. But for the for the year so far, um, risk-on has has dominated. Um, market and sector etfs performance here you go for the week you can see um, you know the sector etfs xly hanging in there pretty good Um, xlk not too bad xlc as well and basic materials the one that was uh you know down quite a bit along with energy and uh defensive um what i noticed is the relative volumes also have dropped off so mm, not sure why this week um i mean it still should be a lot of people on deck even institutions we're not quite to the holidays yet um, but uh, just was a, a really apathetic week um, not a lot of commitment or participation or or catalysts. Maybe there's a wait and see for this week uh, with FOMC upcoming. Maybe volumes will stay relatively light again until we get past that. Um, So, you know, you would expect them to drop off like this, um, you know, closer to Christmas or between Christmas and New Year's, but uh, already lighter volume on these ETFs not not to mention some of the stocks volumes is <laughs> disappearing too quite a bit so keep that in mind uh map of the market for the week you can see that uh, the week before nvidia did have a bit of a pullback and uh, managed to do okay this week amd really um, on fire even though the fundamentals are a bit pricier for amd than some of the, of its uh, peers um It seems to be probably the gaming thing, the Christmas sales that we talked about before. Um, This time of year, just AMD gets that, um, you know, typical boost. And um, Apple doing okay as well. Google, Meta, uh, Tesla. We had a really good showing in the travel services. You know, uh, you saw... NCLH uh, on fire there uh, one or two of the days, and uh, RCL and CCL didn't move as much, but still up. Uh, Booking.com, Airbnb, all doing well. In apparel, Lululemon, bouncing around, (laughs) doing some yoga. Uh Uh, And and the home builders as well. And, of course, the home improvement and stuff has dragged along with that. But uh, home builders were doing really well. Boeing had had a pretty good week as well um so there you go on the map of the market for the week by the way some traders uh create their own maps that they follow so they compile something that's really important to the type of strategies they they do so they use a custom uh map and um you know leave that to your imagination of of what you want to do what you want to track what kind of information you want to know But again it's centered around sort of these relative performances and uh, relationships that you know your strategies are based around so uh, you know play around with that make a make a custom map for yourself to track every day okay uh seasonality for december uh so we showed this last week as well that Typically, uh, we have this soft spot mid-month, and especially going into the third Friday. So mid-month starts on the 13th, which is the same day as the FOMC announcement. Um, so that starts on the 13th. So it, I mean, largely, this is either going to be as advertised, and we'll do the same thing again this this season, or the foMC will you know give us a, a an alternative outcome to this. Um so you know we we do have a macro situation that could override seasonality very easily, or it could agree with it. And perhaps you know some elements of the December meetings that we've had in history uh, are com- you know contributing to what we see here. okay. Um, so we go into the third Friday, and. Um, we're a long ways away from the last five trading days of the month, so we'll talk about that at another time. But we're really concerned this week about how this plays out with all the macro news and the seasonality. So here's the mid-month seasonality for ETFs. And I had to really drop this volume slider down to get anything to, to really show up on this side. So. Um, positive values by change, not a whole lot to go on. Um, and in fact, you know, SDS is the inverse, SSO is the 2X for the SPY, and SDS is the inverse 2X. So, you know, if it's bullish, that means things are selling off. So that's what you're getting here. Same thing with SH, the 1X inverse, the SPY. Um, you know, gold, um, that would be you know maybe able to bounce back a little bit Uh, but again this starts on the 13th so um could it be running ahead of time possibly and over here we see xle pulling back we we have had many um december's where energy does have you know weakness often in terms of seasonality it's it's usually stronger in the in the months ahead, and then you get into December and January and it starts to pull back. But well, we've really had a bad session for oil uh, since July, so um, it's been one of those interesting years for energy, as if we don't need it anymore, it seems. Um, retail, uh, you know, retailers, they can often run, uh, you know, Up to black friday maybe uh, slightly after that and then they start to uh, pull back even though you're going into still shopping i mean still shopping season to some degree Uh, but it just they find some weakness there so keep that in mind basic materials if the us dollar stays a bit stronger that should still stay under pressure here's the stocks anything pop out at you
0: there Dave on the stock side well the solar stocks are showing up on the other one too with ETFs the tan the TNs, right. and you got the top stock there is a solar stock and you got first solar so that's kind of strange but, but it's still a really risk off um kind of theme there mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean you got um you got AMD still still over here Nvidia on this side so semiconductors still might be seasonally strong um on this side you've got some like mro and devon and you know get some Hess, some some oil stuff steel um so it looks like basic materials energy even some industrials over on this side but i mean you can't you can't ignore the 87% negative values Uh by percent change versus 13 so you you get the sentiment you get Uh the seasonality you get the history and we could you know again be in keeping with that Uh, there's Las Vegas Sands in here if you know we've had a pretty good run for some of the uh, hospitality and travel and and all that so I'd, I'd look for anything on this list that um, has had a, a pretty good move up and uh, that might be where the edge comes in. Not so much trying to chase beaten down stuff already, like some of the energies. And there's the third Friday for ETF, so we're going to move into expiration on Friday. And is there a similar theme? There is some of the same ones showing up for Friday as well, so it looks like uh, some agreement there but a little less bearish we see um uh, the arc, arc funds coming, be- yeah, yeah exactly um but you're still seeing sds which is the inverse again and sh uh bullish uh you're seeing silver and gold so their tan is still there but not as strong um but again remember that the mid-month covers from the 13th uh, through into the following week as well. So it's the ninth um, through 14th business day of the month. All right, third Friday for stocks. Got CH um, oh, McKesson. There's Tesla showing up. Still solar. JD. Ross stores. On this side you got... Oracle, we still got GM showing up on this side, Ford, Devin's still showing here, Schlumberger. So I mean, not too much arguing between mid-month seasonality and and the third Friday or expiration. Okay, seems to be some overlap there. So that should uh, give you some comfort if the thing is actually, you know, progressing for a softer week. Then um, this this probably will play out. Uh, pretty accurately. Okay, so this evening, what do we see? Uh, Bitcoin all of a sudden had a bit of a
0: flash crash there. How much was it down there, Dave? Like seven and a half percent at one point, and then it seems to settle in about minus four percent.
1: Yeah, so it really
0: took a plunge.
1: Uh, so something uh, spooking it, maybe about uh, the Fed meeting this week, or I don't know. Um, I keep that in mind. This is the U.S. dollar here, which uh, had strengthened above that 200 MA. And um, that's kind of this five-day sort of elevation uh, move here is what puts some pressure on basic materials. Also puts a little bit of pressure on oil just because it's priced in dollars. 10-year, we saw a pretty big drop on friday did you notice that dave mm-hmm. i mean we had a we had a bullish friday things were moving up but we had it also kind of like move move up in the morning and then pull back again and then finally you know grind up again and so it was acting kind of strange even though the the market was giving it pretty good um pretty good move there um so it was just uh, you know this this 10-year uh note dropping here means that something is something is kind of leaking out about some concern about rates right and we've come a long way off the bottom um and we plowed right into that 200-day ma almost bang on and then pulled back a bit from it so so as As the 10-year note moved down, right? The rates went up. And as the note moved higher, rates went down, and then we dropped. So the market doesn't doesn't usually like to see it, but it held up okay. Crude oil had that little uh, couple-day move there, and that doesn't always translate into how well the energy stocks do. Again, for the week, they were down badly, but for the um, Friday there, they did pop up a bit. We're uh, not not too far from the support level for the year, right? So when people probably thought with all the unrest in the Middle East and stuff going on, that we would be much higher. Here's the VIX, still declining. We're below uh, 15, which is kind of one of our thresholds. And um, we're at 13.3 on the VIX. So um, this would probably have to pop up a little bit if we're gonna have a down week. I don't know how much portfolio insurance institutions will take, but uh, normally if there's more risk, this should climb a little bit. There's your gold. A big spike up into that 2150 and then pulled all the way back down to our original resistance level that we had here for a few months and sitting just uh, there so some of this is related to the dollar um a lot of it was just related to some s- speculation and um what can you what else can you think of what's going on here anything dave mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a sharp peak up and back, back down. I, know. I know. Oh, well. Um, economic reports. What do we have here this week,
0: Dave? Yeah, there's a couple themes inflation data and Fed speak. So, Tuesday, we have the core CPI report. That's inflation data excluding food and energy. And then Wednesday, we have the core PPI. But the main event is Wednesday at 2 p.m., the FOMC interest rate decision. Uh, Afterwards, there's uh, the Fed Chair Powell present uh, press conference. So that's the key event for uh, this week, and it's on Wednesday. And then Thursday, there's some retail sales data. Uh, and then Friday, some manufacturing data as well. But that, that Wednesday is going to dictate how the I think the rest of the week is going to go. Right. And normally what we say is that ahead of
1: most FOMC meetings, like we usually get an okay Monday, even into Tuesday, a bit elevated. Um, you know, in the morning, sometimes even half an hour before the announcement, we get a bit of a run. so that's that's typical. Now, again, it depends on what else sort of leads into this one. but i've seen I've seen this bullish nature of the market even when we've been expecting a rate hike, right? Because, I don't know, they always expect at some point, you know, even if it's going to be a hike, well, the language could be more dovish, you know, after this, so we're going to lean into that and and we're still going to be hopeful. Um, so that's what typically happens. So contrast that with what we just, just went over with seasonality in terms of, um you know, mid-month seasonality being weaker. But again, that starts on Wednesday. So we could have a couple good days. We could have a, a even a pop-up if there's no interest rate hike. But something may come out in the testimony or, you know, in the forward-looking, anything like that, the dot plot, they call it. Anything could come out that suddenly changes things to where we're concerned. What could we be concerned about? Well, let's roll over to China's falling on weaker than expected CPI data. So it was their inflation data, which actually signaled uh, consumer prices are declining very rapidly. And so that's deflationary and the market's selling off. Remember, A couple of times in the past, Dave, I said, it wouldn't surprise me at all someday in the future Mm -hmm. where we suddenly go from inflation to deflation very rapidly. Do you remember me saying that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when that will happen, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if we have that regime change, we have that transition. And that's our job as traders is always to look forward and to, you know, attempt to factor in. Like what the market's doing, things that it knows or can anticipate. So we get we get the Fed's announcement. That's you know it's out. The news is out. But what happens in the language? What happens in you know the dot plot? What happens in in some of the you know statements that or questions that come out, and then the answers, the responses during the testimony Q and A period. What comes out that might cause us to sell off so if i was to say what this week could look like it might be a bit of a wait and see you know monday tuesday but still a little bit elevated wednesday you might get a bit of a run just expectations of the announcement then the announcement it spikes around maybe maybe rallies and then starts to sell off and then Thursday we're down a lot and then Friday we're down mm-hmm. that that kind of uh action this week you know is I'm just I'm making a scenario that I think is quite plausible and of course it doesn't have to do that but uh I think it's important as traders to run scenarios and don't just run it one way run it you know a couple different ways right another way would be you know we we start out down as everybody's concerned like they look at the China thing and and all that, and and they're thinking the worst, and we sell off Monday, Tuesday, and then there's you know everything goes well on Wednesday, and we rally, you know. So that's another scenario. um So you have to build some some cases for that, and if then statements, and how you're going to respond, right? So, um, oh, a couple other things. Uh, so Macy's got a buyout, private equity. It's um, so it's an offer to buy it out. Um, so it represents a, I think a 17% premium over where it's trading right now. Um, so 5.8 billion buyout bid. Um, sometimes these things that happen on the weekend and announced are announced can be bullish for the market. So that's a 20.76% premium from its closing price. So that could be, that could be bullish. Um, on another merger news, um. Cigna's abandoning its pursuit of Humana they're not going to uh, go for anything there it was a, a g- agreement to combine companies they f- I guess they failed to agree on the price so that's dropping
0: um any other news that you see there's some earnings uh Monday Oracle okay Wednesday, Adobe okay then, those are big big names yeah, th- yeah. Th- Thursday Costco Okay, big name, yeah. And Friday, Darden restaurants. We can see how the consumer is holding up, what they're spending at restaurants.
1: Okay. All right. Oh, and uh, saw that uh, news earlier. Uh, You know, QR codes, they're so convenient. And everybody's like, oh, well, we'll just make QR codes now with, you know, stuff. But apparently scammers are using QR codes to steal personal information. Mm. (laughs) That's interesting. All right. I think we've covered enough there. Um, you guys have a good trading week and uh, fasten your seat belts for the foMC on Wednesday and um, also expiration on Friday. And then uh, position yourself to remember that we've talked about it before too. A lot of times there can be a change from the week of expiration to the following week. So if we did have a a down week, it could set itself up for a bit of a comeback uh, tour rally the following week after expiration's over. So just keep that in mind. We also have some S and P rebalancing on Friday. There's a lot of uh, different things that get rebalanced quarterly. Um, it's not as big as, of course, the Russell rebalance in June. It's just uh, it's more, um, you know, global and uh, lifestyle uh, and S and P indices. Some of them are rebalanced. So anyway, fasten your seatbelts. Have a good week. Good luck. Thank you.